Welcome to the Cincy Postcast. I'm your host, Kevin Wallace. And before we get into today's episode, I want to tell you about our sponsor, Cincy Shirts. Look, you love Cincy Shirts. You know Cincy Shirts. They've been with FC Cincinnati from the very beginning. We are big fans of their work here at The Post. But we are so happy to have them as a sponsor of the postcast. Look, if you go over to cincyshirts.com and check out with the promo code the post cincy, that's all one word, all caps, you will get 10% off your order and you let them know that you got it from us. That would be really, really helpful. Look, they have MLS and MLSPA licensed FCC gear that's available online or actually in two different retail locations in Hyde Park and Fort Mitchell. And guess what? The promo code does work in store. Again, the post Cincy, all one word, all caps. And the best part about the in-store locations is that if they don't have your size on the shelf, well, they can print one for you on the spot. So again, cincyshirts.com slash the post cincy, or just use the post cincy, all one word, all caps. When you check out to get 10% off your order, that's on any gear that they offer. And thank you again to Cincy Shirts for supporting this episode. And on this episode, we recorded immediately after that incredible two to one victory over the New York Red Bulls. And let's just say this is a chaotic episode. This this is an episode for the true fans of the podcast. We've got Chief uh, trying to talk to us from New York. His audio quality gets much better later on in the episode. And then we randomly get a surprise visit from one uh, Jonah Kalina of KLR. So this is an exciting episode because we're kind of all over the place. The USA game is going on at the same time. So you'll get sort of late breaking news in the middle of this episode. It's a good time. It's a fun hang. I think you'll enjoy this episode. And this is gonna be your postcast. There we go. Okay, now I'm recording locally. All right, there we are. Oh, well, joining me to talk about all of that and more are two gentlemen who just watched the match. Grayson was double screening it, but we have Chief here who was watching it in full HD. Chief, what was the scene like in Red Bull Arena? But I can tell you, um, I'm playing, leaving her from New Jersey, loving her from New Jersey, um, parking lots and industrial parks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know how much of that will end up making the so that was the uh that was the teacher from charlie brown (laughs) our our special guest this week (laughs) 
I'll break kayfabe on both your asses. I don't care. Maybe this will be a special Patreon. This will be the bonus episode. (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, Well, Chief, I appreciate it. And um, good luck on your uh, your adventure back. (laughs) Don't you dare hang up on me. Don't you dare. Do not. Don't you dare. <laughs> you know what? Let's let's just leave him in. Let's just keep him in. Let's just okay. keep him in. As long as as long as he's muted while he's not talking, we, we're good. Okay. Thank you, okay. Grayson. Thank you. Thank you. Your your quality has improved ever so slightly. So you may you're lucky you have a uh, a benefactor here on the uh, the pod. Um, Grayson, you were trying to two screen this, but yep. what was that like? I I did not. So it. Uh, it didn't work. No. <laughs> uh, so I tried to watch both games, the US game, which is still going on. It's 1-1 in the second uh the second half of extra time. Um but really what what ends up happening is I try to watch two games. I end up watching no games. Yeah. Um my strategy actually initially was to have the US men's sound on and then focus on the FC game. Mm. And so then I could just like look at the U.S. game uh, when I heard something, but the sound, but the announcers were like three seconds behind. I heard about this, yeah. Which makes which makes that impossible. Oh, so then I was listening to the, so I put on the sound for the FC game. Um, not much better to be honest, because we had our usual MLS season pass announcers. <laughs> And uh, yeah, but that required me to constantly be glancing at the at the U.S. game. And it really made it made it difficult to figure (laughs) out, like, what was going on in in either. Uh, For the uh, audio listener, we now have a uh, a beautiful scene of what looks like a mostly orange and blue. And I'm going to say that of orange and blue in there. Yeah. I'm going to say that's FCC and not Mets related. I think um, I see at least one Discord member who I recognize from Twitter. That's nice. uh, that's pretty impressive. And that person is Chief, I assume. Oh, yeah. But <laughs> yeah. Then another one. <laughs> uh, Chief, yeah, as no. he made clear, is a host of yes. the podcast. Oh, excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> We uh we might have lost Chief in a tunnel there. Don't don't know the exact path that he's taken. All right, so folks, we are talking about FC Cincinnati two, New York Red Bulls one, and uh, <laughs> so Kevin, why don't why don't we talk about how they how they started? Yeah, let's the talk game. about let's talk about this lineup. Uh, this lineup comes out. It is very clear that the decision is to rotate. Um, I don't know how many of these decisions were just minutes uh you know minutes management or if guys are carrying knocks uh but i'll run through this celentano and goal gaddis mosquera and Haglin. uh am i looking at that right i yep. thought powell started oh no okay. actually no you're looking are you looking at fop mob i am yeah they screwed it up powell okay. started powell started at left center back gaddis started out on uh the right, right okay, wing back. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Okay. I was gonna say they screwed up something later. Okay. So yeah. So it was Powell, Mosquera, Hagland uh, as your center backs with Barial and Gaddis out wide, and Gulo, Wobodo, and 
Pinto started in midfi- midfield. Yeah, Fat Mob screwed that up too. Yes, by the way. that's the one I had recognized uh, with Acosta and Ordonez up top. Uh, Grayson, maybe I wasn't paying attention. Moreno and Santos were they carrying Knox into this game, or, or was this just rotation? Well, well, Santos has been injured right, for a while, right. and I think they're still they're still minutes limiting him. Um, Arias, I, I take as like regular rotation. Yeah. Moreno just came back from injury. His last last game was his first game back, I think. And um I could see it being a combination of um being being cautious with his injury but also rotating him out. Um obviously Ian Murphy left us no choice. Um yeah. And and none of our top 5 strikers <laughs> were available. Which is boy that's a rough one. Yeah, that's the other uh, Kubo pick up a uh, an injury through uh, the first couple of days this week. So. And it sounds like Baji might be out for a while. Yeah, per, per Kalen Carr's commentary. Although we've not, he's he called it a muscle injury. We have not heard, I think, anything from the team as to a timetable. But yeah. the good news is, well, quote quote unquote, good news is okay. He misses Nashville. Then he has a little over a month to get healthy. Yeah. While they take a break for League's Cup. Yeah. Yeah. Which League's Cup, I imagine we're going to see a rotated roster. I could be wrong. I can see them. Trying. I don't care what we say. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think, you know, give, give the starters plenty of minutes, but like, yeah, you know, rotate, rotate at your pleasure. Rotate. Beat, give- beat the MLS team. Yeah. See see what happens later on. Get Bupenza a couple of minutes. Sure, sure. Um, another big one. Uh, missing on the sidelines, Pat Noonan. Um, I don't know if the club explicitly said this, but his father had passed away uh, in the past week, so I assume he was off tending yeah, the, to the club those. didn't. The club didn't say he was at the funeral, but uh, Pat, Tommy G, I think Carter... Okay. A number of people around the team all mentioned specifically that he um, attended the funeral this morning. Yeah. Um, And he'll be back. He'll be back at training tomorrow, Um, which is fine. And, you know, my my thought was we all wanted, not we all, but many of us wanted Dom Kinnear to be the permanent head coach of this team (laughs) in like 2019, 2020. (laughs) Yeah. So I don't know. He could probably handle a game. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Condolences to the Noonan family, but the uh, Dom Kinnear is a solid backup manager for any MLS team. I think there are very few clubs he couldn't go manage uh, if an opening came up. Um, and yeah, I think the- he did. I think he managed the game pretty well. Um, yeah, I think we could go into it later, but I think he made a couple of kind of surprising substitutions. But you know, kind of hard to. Yeah. Hard to argue with 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 what happened. So, yeah, a comeback victory, a uh, a second half that was much better than the first half. These are the sort of basic things you might uh, judge a manager on and pass the test as far as I can see. So um, I want to throw this out there. I don't care how bad the problem is. You have to give John credit for he had no options whatsoever up top. And he managed this game perfectly in holding off as long as possible to allow Rucho to be back into the midfield. 
And then they made the substitutions in the second half. But when Russo resumed his number 10 role, that was when the offense really started to pick up. And for yeah. a team with a short bench, I thought this was a masterful job of managing by Donald Williams. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he, he managed it well. And yeah, Lucha starting up top and then moving back from the midfield as Chief mentioned. Uh, brilliant, brilliant decision. Um, that was it was very well executed. Uh, I saw this, uh, Grayson. I know you'll appreciate this one. Jeff Lorenowitz showed up on the uh, on the bench for this one coaching. So. Uh, that was in a uh, an interesting wrinkle to this one. Um, so, I guess, Chief, let me go back to you here real quick, because I think I lost Grayson here for a moment. <laughs> um, Chief, what? how did that first half feel? Because watching on TV, eh, boring was, was a word that would come to mind. Boring's a great word for this, but from an SEC perspective, on the... On the balance, they didn't concede many great chances. They defended well. The PK was soft. Yes. And for the lineup they were fielding, how could you have that first half on the road? And Gulo, right. I thought, played well. Pinto played well. The back line, for the most part, held up. The only thing you were missing was some offensive opportunity. But, yeah. like, what do you expect when you're starting with Archimedes or Donia as a striker up top? Paired with someone that actually, you know, you're missing Vasquez. You don't have the pens in there yet. So, yeah, the offense was not great. But, shit, I don't know how much better you're expecting out of this team in the first half. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it went about as well as a heavily rotated squad missing their manager on the road against a decent opponent. Absolutely, absolutely. And I, I was taking notes throughout this and I gotta say I only had one note before the penalty and that was I think it was the third minute uh Hassan Nadam uh swipes Lucho across the face and gets a yellow in the first couple of minutes I thought that was a nice reintroduction to the FC Cincinnati faithful (laughs) you you gotta love the fact that like one of the only the two names you know Hassan Nadam Frankie Amaya and Nadam immediately, you know, gets his name on the score sheet right there. We love to see that. Um, the other thing about this first half, too, is that you very much got the sense that XCC was just trying to hold the stage. And they did. And let's talk about the penalty. Um, yeah, please. In stadium, they showed, they showed no replays. And I think that was because they were embarrassed in the crowd. Um, it seems soft. I've gone back and I've watched online. I still think it's a soft end. What was your take on that? Yeah, I thought it was absurd. Uh, as far as I can tell, and maybe I'm not getting a good look at it, he hits the top of Haglund's shoulder. And like, yeah, his arm is out, but a player's allowed to play with the top of their shoulder. Actually, late in the game, Santos plays the ball with his shoulder over his own head. Uh, deliberately to like try to make a play on the ball and it just it, it it isn't called because it shouldn't be called um and then yeah Haglund's was just an absolute freak accident um so yeah I uh I didn't see that Grayson we're talking about the penalty here do you I mean am I reading the rule wrong like that seems absurd 
Yeah. So my my issue with the penalty um, was I felt like I felt like we didn't get a, as good of a look at it as I would have liked. Yeah. But it did look like it was off of his shoulder. Yeah. And then it, at most off of the top of his arm. And right. They talked about his arm being like in an unnatural position, but I felt like it was a natural position with him running and, and you know, defending. Yeah. Um, but even if his arm was in an unnatural position, the ball, in my view, seemed to hit the same spot it would have hit if his arm had been down at his side. Yeah. And, and the shoulder is a legal play. Yeah. So, yeah. so I felt like there was a causation element missing that wasn't considered. And it kind of reminded me of the goal that was called back um, this past week in New England against uh, Red Bulls where Pro came yeah. out after the fact and said, um, they said, well, the guy was in an offside position, but he wasn't what interfered with the goalie's ability to stop the ball. It was the deflection by one of the New York Red Bulls defenders. So they said yeah. him being in an offside position wasn't causal to the goal. Mm -hmm. So it should have stood. And here I felt like, even if you consider his arm to be in an unnatural position, which I, I really don't, but I understand that like they generally view like your arm being up as an unnatural position. It didn't seem like his arm being up caused... Yeah, it didn't do anything ball, different. Even yeah. if it did hit the top of his his arm. So I yeah. So I thought it was ex I thought it was extremely harsh and I thought that so the announcer Kalen Carr um seemed to be on the side of it not being a handball and then he came around on it and it almost felt like he was talking himself into it being a handball. Rather yeah. than like making a making a read on the play. Yeah, I I noticed that, too. I don't know if like the commentators are told to like not call lay off out the refs the game. Yeah, because <laughs> that's what it felt like. It felt like if we if we could have gotten an unfiltered Kalen Carr, we heard something much different, especially he was an attacker in his day. I'm sure that that may maybe colors it a little bit. but um. Yeah, I thought that was that was absurd. Um I I wasn't a fan of that and they go up one to nothing and yeah, I don't know. We we were talking uh just a little bit before with Chief that like on the whole though, you're happy the the first half is relatively uneventful. Maybe you would have liked one more clearer opportunity. I think the 43rd minute Bariel tries almost an identical outside of the boot shot uh that forced a save, but otherwise it's a fairly quiet half, and that's good when you're rotating yeah, and, and the, just trying to get a point. And the Bariel shot you're thinking of was actually called called back for, it I was. believe, an Acosta offside. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um in the in the build up. So yeah, but that wasn't really a shot. Although it I I saw somehow that we had more XG from the run of play than Red Bulls hmm. did. Um which felt a little surprising to me, but I also felt like neither team generated anything 
all that all that threatening in the first half. Yeah. Yeah. So I wasn't surprised that like the penalty aside, Red Bulls didn't have a substantial XG number for the first half. Yeah, which again, like impressive when you have Powell as a makeshift center back again mm-hmm. and Gaddis out there. Like the fact that both of them have to be substituted in is suboptimal. Yeah, Powell, uh, Powell, the, was, Powell was okay. Yeah. Um, Gaddis was bad with the ball um, yeah. all the the whole first half, but, um, you know, I think he, he defended well, so... That's basically yeah. that's mainly what he was in there for. We had a yeah. couple of times where he just straight up lost the ball or made like a bad pass, and I think we had at least one attack that looked promising that that just died at his foot. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, he's holding space essentially for Arius here. Yeah. And that change of pace ended up making quite the difference. Now, at halftime, in my opinion, maybe the most impactful sub of the game, Junior Moreno comes in uh, for Malik Pinto. Pinto, who had picked yeah. up a yellow card in the first half and had committed a number of fouls. I don't think he did anything yeah. like... I don't recall him doing anything like good of note. I mainly remember right. him fouling. Yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> uh, so solid substitution there, and all of a sudden we have the core starting midfield there when Acosta drops back with Angulo, who I think had a, a decent game in this one. Um, nothing too too crazy uh, there. I, I thought he played well in the first half. Um but Moreno comes in, and all of a sudden, FCC's winning way more balls, winning the ball further up the field, and launching counterattacks much faster. Acosta has the opportunity to run at defenders with the ball, and Ordonez, this is this is the, the plus and minus of this, uh, Kimi is given a little more freedom. He's given uh, more better balls, and... He really makes a meal of him. Um, He's very young. I I don't want to criticize him too much, uh, but there were at least two or three times where you wish he would have passed when he shot or he flubbed a counterattack. He really messed up a 1v1 on the keeper that I thought was particularly egregious. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. um, And they had another one where he shot the ball over the bar when he probably could have played Acosta. Like yeah, right into Acosta, the center of the box. If he had passed it to the penalty spot, Lucha scores. Acosta was, Acosta was riding Kimi all game oh, for yeah. his 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 <laughs> failure to make the runs that 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 yeah. that Lucha wanted them to make. And I also don't want to be too hard on him. You know, yeah. he's young. He's an attacking player. He clearly has some some skill. You know, like yeah. he was. He still, you know, beat beat MLS defenders at times on the dribble, he would just yeah. would hold on to the ball too long and lose it rather than find the right pass or retake a bad shot. Um, yeah. But the thing, the thing with Kimi is like, he needs minutes at this mm-hmm. level. If he's going to develop, I don't think 
I don't think FCC two is is doing is going to do anything for him anymore. Like I don't know what yeah. he's going to necessarily learn playing at that level. Um, maybe he would be in line for a USL loan next year. Yeah. But like that's we need exactly his body right thinking. now. Yeah, right. That's that's the thing. We're we're calling up guys from MLS Next Pro on these four-day contracts and and whatever else just to make up the bench. So, um, yeah, there's just, ah, I want him to be better, right? Like, I want him to be our first homegrown star and and fights his way into the first team. But uh, not yet. (laughs) He'll get there. He'll get there. Um, Hopefully. Yeah, then... Yeah, th- as far as I've got, the, the second half really devolved Hold on, hold into- on. So, Miazga oh, just made his penalty. Okay. And so, the U.S. has made four. Panama's made three. Panama's taken their fifth. And Miazga this was just it. walking to the spot with the Panama kicker. <laughs> I don't know what he was saying to him, but he was definitely saying something to him. Um, oh, that's so If good. the Panama kicker misses it here, we're, we're, taking, this, we're taking credit for this. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's right, anyway, so good. sorry to mean to interrupt. Go on. No, please. I don't have the game up, so please, you're you're gonna have to be my my eyes on this. Um, oh, as uh, as as Joseph. Mame oh, this guy's this guy's walking. This guy's run up is way too long. Oh boy. If, if unless he unless he's putting this like dead center, he's not even gonna put it on frame. Oh, oh I was wrong. He made it. Um, No, the second half turns into a a ref show. I feel like every player out there got a card. Uh, Thankfully, though, uh, Obi Wobodo, he dodges a yellow card through all of this. He is on yellow card suspension watch. Uh, If he picks up a yellow against Nashville, he will miss Hell is Real, something to keep an eye on. Um, Unless Hell is Real is moved. Because oh okay because um uh then he'll get one for good behavior no so I no. I don't know how it works with with the schedule change okay so if um uh 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 if if either Columbus or or FC make the finals or third place game for League's Cup. That game is August 19th. Okay. So that would require Hell is Real in Columbus to be moved. I can't imagine they would make the play the next day. And actually, I think it violates the CBA. Yeah, I don't think they can do back-to-back games. So I don't know if that means that Obi's suspension will be the next game from that, or if it is sticky to Hell is Real, but we'll figure that out. If it, we'll, We'll figure that out by the end of the Nashville game if it if it becomes relevant. <laughs> right. Uh, I was just going to check. Do we have... Ah, uh, so we do have a Wednesday game. Oh, that's... Oh, Jesus Christ. That's the Open Cup game. <laughs> well, that, that, that wouldn't okay. apply. No, I'm just saying they wouldn't just move the Columbus game to Wednesday. We already have a game there. Hmm. So they, they'd, they'd truly have to boot it out till September. I think. We play every three days. Did they, for did they the lose to Costa... On no, Acosta's not on watch anymore. I don't think so. Yeah, because he he's gone five without. Hey, so it's Miazga, Obi, and Mascara. 
I feel like mascara is just permanently on yellow card watch. So yes, that sounds right. And Panama just advanced five to four on penalties over the United wow. States. Will Don did not convert his, and um, <laughs> whoever kicked it for Panama did. So Panama advances, huh? Oh, so the only players that were on that were one caution away going into this game were Miazga and Obi. Okay. All right. Sorry for that so, for those interludes, folks. No, that that is a great interlude. So I mean, we can talk about this later, but I want to talk about it now. Does this mean Vasquez and Miazga are potentially available versus Nashville? I mean, I would think so. Right. But um, because what the Gold Cup final would have been, but who knows? I mean, they're probably going to anyway. say like, "Oh, well, they we need to assess them, and they haven't been with the team, and blah blah <laughs> we, blah." We changed all the tactics. Blah blah yeah. blah. <laughs> so they're probably going to be deemed not fit. Right, you know? of course, of course. And we'll run out two 18-year-olds to start at striker and center back. Sure. Yeah, we're going to bring back Dotto Valenzuela from injury. (laughs) Uh, Oh, God. Well, after the the yellow card massacre that was this intense rivalry match, Obi in extra time, late, late in this game, two minutes left in added time there, just wallops a deflected ball i scissor kick ish uh in deflects it felt like off of 15 different players did we, talk about, did we even talk about the tying penalty or did that oh my god no we didn't oh my god i completely hold on it. so santos came on for Angulo. yes please that allowed you. acosta to move back to the midfield yes um and we ran with santos and kimi forward and yes you know kind of kind of had the run of it for a while yeah and then at whatever minute all the momentum and then at whatever minute uh the 80th minute or close to the 80th minute 80th minute yeah santiago arias makes a great great effort play beats kyle duncan to the ball gets his foot on the ball kyle duncan kicks the back of arias's Boot, and it's a penalty. Textbook penalty that was not called on the field at the time. And I assume the VAR immediately flagged this because it was a fairly quick review and everything else. But it did really feel like uh, the ref had whistled for the restart on the corner. Really felt like he was trying to power through that one. Um, but thank God they talked him into uh, holding up, getting the review and Lucho places. I mean, we'll see what we'll see what Max says in the discord. But I thought it was a strong penalty uh, to the left great. side. It was yeah. one it was one where even if the goalie had had dived the right way, he still would yeah. have had a tough time saving it. He hit it so hard, it, it would have bent fingers back and, and sent it in anyway. Um, yeah, so now all of a sudden, it's 1-1. All the momentum has been going FCC. And you think, yeah, this team's got a shot. This team has a chance. Uh, the game becomes, one, the classic New York Red Bulls 
everybody acts like they've been shot whenever they get touched by an opposing player. Always fun. Love watching that. Um, it really felt like Red Bull had plenty of opportunities. Some of their best opportunities of the game come after the penalty there. Uh, but then finally, as, as I had tried to previously describe, uh, Obi uh, with a, a half scissor kick, I'll give him credit for a side kick, uh, pings it around the box and finds its way into the back of the net. Insanity, 92nd minute with four minutes of added time. Just... I mean, if that had happened at home, it would have been pandemonium. It would have been incredible. Instead, it just takes the air out of all 2,000 fans of Red Bull Arena, and we're off and running. This team steals three points on the road. Uh, Yeah, come back from a halftime deficit, first time in MLS that they've done that. I mean... What more is there to say? Like this was this is an incredible, incredible moment. Yeah, I mean, this is definitely points one. You know, oh, we, yeah. I, I was not expecting much out of the game, even before I saw the roster. And right. um, you know, at halftime, I gotta say, I was I was feeling pretty bad about it. I was like, maybe they could steal one. Um so to get right. so to get all three. That's that's pretty nice. And then you got Nashville down 2-0 to Philly yeah. as we speak. Um, it's just pulling up that live table. It's just about over. Uh, uh, New England won today? Is that, New England won. Yeah. They beat so uh, Atlanta. But we're, uh, we are um, eight points clear of New England. And St. Louis and yeah. LAFC are still to play. Yeah. As as of recording, that'll still be going. Uh, it should be kicking off here any second now. Probably won't stick around to the end of that one on this recording. But uh, depending on the results of that, FC Cincinnati will end Wednesday night either seven or eight points ahead in the Supporter Shield standings with Nashville coming up. Um, let me ask you this one. What do you make of the team saying, I I think this was Albright who said, maybe it was Noonan, please correct me, uh, that said um, they're not in any rush to bring in Bupenza, uh, that they're talking about potentially a Leagues Cup uh, debut for him. This is a $7 million striker, a position of absolute dire need for this team. Is it crazy to think that he shouldn't be at a minimum making an appearance versus Nashville? I mean, what what is the bench is so short right now. What could possibly be the harm of having him on the bench? Right. right. Like, imagine you have like five minutes left against Nashville. And you're tied or you're down a goal. Right. I mean, right. he's got to be a couple minutes. He's got to be a couple minutes match fit. So I find it. And again, we don't know the situation, but right. and you know, obviously, for a lot of reasons, these comparisons are not one to one. But Bupenza played eighty nine, ninety minutes. Um, he was subbed out like right at the beginning of stoppage time um, for Gabon on June eighteen. Mm. Okay, um, and I watched that game. He looked pretty, pretty fit and good. 
Um, Timu Puki, who Minnesota just signed, he was <laughs> announced on Friday, uh, <laughs> played 35 minutes on Saturday, started tonight and scored. You know, and he also like the last time he played was that June international break. Yeah. yeah. And, Jeez, uh, so. you know, Bupenza in his in his press conference, um, which is available on the on the website. I felt I was getting a little bit of a. Of a sense that that he feels like he's being brought in too slowly. Interesting. He, t- he talked to, he talked multiple times, you know, about how, you know, he feels good and fit and ready to ready to contribute. <laughs> and this felt like a situation where maybe, you know, they had said, we're going to take it. We're going to take it slow. And he didn't seem, you know, bitter or anything. And he seemed like a right. like a you know pleasant guy um, in the in the press conference. But. um. I don't know. I don't see. I don't see what the downside is to have him available for Nashville. Right. I mean, at some point you have to play him. Like anytime he anytime he plays, he's at risk of injury. But you still have to. Right. You've signed him to the team to play him. Right. And uh, I've heard stuff described as like, well, this guy's like a long term investment. But no, he was like a win now investment. Yes. Right. And then he, there is no long term. We're already no. expecting. We've already <laughs> lost Brenner, right? Yeah. Um, and Brenner played for us for basically half a season over two years. Right. And that's not fair. He played for like a season and a half over yeah. two and a half years. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, we're expecting Brandon to be gone this this year. Um, we can talk about this a couple of minutes. Alvaro probably going to be gone this winter. Yeah. Who knows who else is going to be gone? You know, maybe there's a market for Obi. I know that there were those Galatasaray um, rumors and interest. Yeah. And why not? Um, He's been so you it. don't you don't know what the team's going to look like next year, and you know you don't know if somebody's not going to be knocking the door for Bupenza right. next summer, right? Like or he just he likes to bounce around. What if he just gets bored after a year or two? So he can't be that long of a term move. Right. right? I mean, he's 26. So if everything goes well, he could be in his prime for a long time here. Yeah. And he signed, you know, a a long term deal. But but they signed a senior DP because they want to win now. Yes. Yes, I was going to say that exactly. If FCC isn't in first place and by six, seven, eight points, whenever they pulled the trigger on this, um, they don't sign him. They would sign somebody else. They sign somebody younger or they would have brought in a center back instead or something along those lines that would indicate a longer term thing. You bring in a mercenary veteran striker, somebody who's done it all over the world and has a consistent goal scoring record to put you over the edge. He's the Brenner replacement and you need him to win a trophy this year. Next year, like you said, absolute crapshoot and there is absolutely no guarantee. Hell, there's no guarantee Albright and Noonan are here next year at this point. Um, So yeah, you, you need him to be winning now and I mean, yes, we got the win, but man, it'd look really dumb if we 
drew or lost this game when we had a $7 million player sitting back at home who maybe could have contributed more than, um, you know, an, an injured Kubo, an injured Baji, uh, or Donia's. I kind of understand it a little bit more with it, with tonight being an away game. And that's what I was thinking too, because the league's cup games are all home games, at least the first two. Yeah. And potentially more depending on how the seating shakes out. But yeah, the fact that they went ahead and jumped to, well, League's Cup, we might see the debut instead of the Nashville game, one of the biggest games of the year. Like You got to let the fans see him on Saturday. I just think you does, have to. Does he pull the sword or is that bad? No, I think it's bad. I think. OK. <laughs> you don't want an active player doing that. Oh, man, I just. I just think you got to make him a, you got to make him available Saturday. Against, yeah. you know, arguably your biggest rival for the supporter shield right now. Yeah. I mean, New England's probably sitting in the best position and they just traded for Mark Anthony K. Yeah. I say and reinforcing. <laughs> and then they got a they got a new DP, I think, or a player, a, a winger out of. Uh, they loaned in. They loaned in a him. Colombian winger. I want to say. So Something I don't. Like I don't know if he's a DP yet, since they don't have the, since they haven't paid his transfer fee. But right. Okay. I think the purchase option is pretty high. Makes him a DP. So there we go. Uh oh, looks like we're gonna get an update from the chief here. How we doing, guys? Oh, hey, there he is, Chief. You you've survived. The uh, the mass transit system, it sounds like. Not only have I survived the mass transit system, I've survived the New Jersey mass transit system. <laughs> the New Jersey app. So we survived. We're in midtown Manhattan right now. Life is good. I'm not exactly sure where I am, but, you know, we'll get there. What are you guys talking about? What's going on? Uh, Why isn't Bupenza going to be available Saturday? Yeah. He's going to... Because Brandon Vasquez is coming home because the U.S. men's national team shit the bed tonight. That's why. Fair, you know but why not? I why not I both? I don't. I don't care if that makes me a bad fan. I want my guys back, and you know what? Cool. Matt Miazga back. Brandon Vasquez back. And what? We didn't win the gold cup. Like the fucking the Sega Genesis of trophies. No one cares. We won Nations League. <laughs> right. We won Nations League, and we advanced the knockout stages in the World Cup. Like, if you told someone, would you rather win a World Cup match or win the Gold Cup, what would everyone pick? Win a match at the World Cup. So, miss me with all this. Who cares? Um, Aaron Bapenza should be available for this match. Why is he not? Fucking Pookie. Is that how you pronounce his name in Minnesota? Yes. He was available today. Fucking scored a goal. Aaron Bupens is a striker. Strikers strike a feel. They strike. It's a feel <laughs> thing. It's knowing where you're going. It's knowing um, knowing where the ball's going. You know what? No, play him. This is. I want to believe this is all bullshit. This is all smoke and mirrors to throw Nashville off. Because if it isn't, that's nonsense. He should be playing. The DP DP should play immediately. So yeah, he should play. Okay, Jonah. Um... 
What's yeah. your What's your take on Miaska's behavior after his penalty? <laughs> <laughs> what I just said to Joe uh, is it kind of embarrassing. <laughs> I, I, I'm not. That doesn't mean I'm opposed. But uh, I think if Stu Holden hadn't said anything, then all of a sudden it, he like painted the brush with it. it uh, but like you like, oh, hey, yeah, he's our shit houser. Yeah. <laughs> he's been here the whole time. The AI is here. No. Wait, you were here the entire time? No. What? No, he just got <laughs> here. He's <laughs> making a foil oh, boat for my brisket. So. Oh, God. Uh, Jonah, you uh, you want Bupenza to pull the sword, or is that a bad look? <laughs> <laughs> and sub in? <laughs> and sub in, yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that would be go from, like, the idea, like something that could be amazing and then we all look around and be like wait a second ah shit <laughs> he's not playing what if he pulled the sword and then after he pulled the sword he like ripped off his street clothes and he was ready for the match and just went onto the field right after that like full-on like nwo shirt reveal oh shit i'm ready to play and i'm starting and Fuck then he you. and then he falls on the sword trying to do a backflip with it Wait, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Liga MX style, right, Kevin? Is yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> the constant stabbings is how you're talking about. Yes. They, the they love theme. a good blade, okay? They appreciate a good blade. <laughs> I honestly don't think that's a terrible idea, having a, a player in the game pull the sword once. Just switch it up a little bit. I mean, besides the risk of injury, but I know. I do like the idea amusing. that he would he'd miss the coach's talk to do the sword and then the whole argument is that he's not up to speed with the team (laughs) (laughs) you know what we're uh missing remember the uh they gave the guitar i think it was when they were giving out the guitar yeah to a player every game and then like they gave it to the fans at one time yeah we're missing a chance by being good of having you know, Das Harks or Darren pulled the sword because they just like, we're so bad. We're going to let the 12th man, uh, the FCC supporters pull the sword. And honestly, it's kind of sad. Maybe they'll save that for a special. I I don't know how much I'm allowed to reveal, but I was told that was the original plan that they wanted a member of the Bailey to pull it each game. I mean, it always felt like it was going to trend towards bringing a celebrity, but that's what I was told originally. They wanted a fan doing it, which. Who do you think pulls the sword first? A member of the Bailey or Jeff Birding? Jeff Birding. Jeff Birding. <laughs> As a member of the Bailey. <laughs> what is it that they say every, before every game? They're like, 3,000 strong. It's the bubble. You know, they do like the, they do like the barley introduction every time. And there's, there's a guy like in the row behind me. He's like, oh, I guess we are not very important. He's like, I come to every game too, or something. I was like, it's like, bro, who cares? It's still better than that one dude going, hello, Bailey. (laughs) Oh, jeez. Forgot about that guy. Harrison Delbridge. A a defender from Sydney, Australia. Harrison Delbridge. Also, I'm like walking through the middle of New York and everyone thinks I'm a fucking psychopath. Just yelling at the top of my lungs here. Oh, wait, I'm in New York. It's completely normal for people to be yelling at the top of their lungs for no one. Kevin, how would how would that announcer have done uh, Obi? Can you give us? Can you can you do it for us? <laughs> he was just thinking that it was always so bad that he never did any other accents other than England or Australia. It's like, man, you either got to commit 
Or you just make it look really bad. From Chula Vista, like, California. Like, how Randy funny Matt. would it be if, like, Wobodo was like, do me next. <laughs> I love that bit. <laughs> Pick me. Oh, God. We dodged a bullet. That guy, uh, if I remember correctly, like, went out shitting all over the fans on Twitter, said he was always a Cleveland fan, and then disappeared. So. Well, don't you remember he also had a GoFundMe? Asking for fans to contribute for him going on vacations and shit like that. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, no, he had like a GoFundMe where it was talking about going to do some event that he really wanted to do, but it really was just a fucking vacation. And then he got shitty with people when they questioned why he was asking for the money. <laughs> uh, didn't see, they? These are the things. Didn't they crowdfund that QAnon movie that just came out? They sure did. I think it was crowdfunded. Which means the backers don't get any of the profits, probably. It all goes oh, no. into this this dude's pocket. Not to get political, but have you seen online how people are doing a pay it forward thing with this yes. fucking well, it is a weirdo Q film where like people are buying tickets for other people and then they're going to family gatherings saying, Hey, you should see this movie and I can arrange for you to see it for free. It's really important that you learn about what's going on in the world with, with sex trafficking with kids. Right, and they just expect the uh, people to fill their family members in on the adrenochroming that didn't make it into the movie because they couldn't <laughs> make it too Q. Too Q, also the worst of the Star Trek The Next Generation episodes featuring godlike deity Q, if I remember correctly. <laughs> I got an important update from last podcast. We have climbed back over... New England's record PPG, baby. I was really wondering this as soon as we won. My first thought genuinely was, 2.18, baby. I wonder where we stand. Fuck you, 2.15. You're a .03 memory. Everything's changed. Um, and I believe somebody had it in the Discord. It was probably Ken, uh, Ken or Pete, who had, uh, I think FCC needs to win 10 more matches to clinch first place, which... Feels like all of the rest of the games, but that sounds like a lot. But yeah, there's what twelve? I think twelve games. Twelve games left. <laughs> well, so that's assuming everyone else wins, right? Assuming right. everyone yeah. wins I also, out. I also blinked, and apparently we only have like five home games left. Is that right? Yes, you got to really hope for Open Cup and Leagues Cup to pull through for us. But yeah, we we front loaded our schedule with home matches, so. Also, speaking of Open Cup, I want to report from New York City that Please. at least three vendors selling GH Gate messy jerseys in Miami still in the <laughs> GH Gate plastic bag. So let me tell you, folks, on the ground here in a city that never sleeps, people excited about Messi 2 MLS. Fuck you, Ted Westervelt. So I think that there are six league home games left. Okay. And then also the Open Cup. And also, Leagues Cup. So nine, so nine oppor- at least nine opportunities, and presumably a playoff game. So we got a, we got a lot we, of match matches left to attend this year. I think, I think presumably a playoff game. It'd be pretty incredible to miss the playoffs. Well, I meant now. A, I meant a home playoff <laughs> game, but yeah, yeah. Oh uh, shit! I think we first, just qualified for last year's playoffs. Oh, forty-eight points. Yeah. 
That, that'll ought to do it. Um, I think the first round is the best of three, so I think we are guaranteed a home playoff game. No matter where. That's until that's until it turns out we're matched up with Inter Miami and they change the rules to say that all three <laughs> games are at Pro Player Stadium, but they can sell more tickets. We are Absolutely. one point behind what we finished last year with. Holy shit! Um, but are we any better? Yo, yo, yo guys! <laughs> can, you, can, you, can you believe we won that game tonight? What the fuck? I can't. I can't believe it. <laughs> You're like Chief's slightly disappointed. He had his fiery hottest takes ready, and they're all blue pens related. And he's like, "Well, I'm still going with them." Chief's, Chief's yeah. having that. Chief's having a moment of like a movie about a, a high school senior who gets a chance to like go to New York. And like, just like, look at all the buildings. He got the biggest smile on his face. He's like, he's like, that's the Rockefeller Center. That's how they put the Christmas tree. No, I've, I've already joked multiple times about finding the Sabaro right by Madison Square Garden to go and get myself a New York slice. Oh, dude! So I did my bachelor party in uh, in New York City uh, a couple of years ago, and um, one of my friends is from New York, and another one of my friends kept talking about how he was going to get a New York slice. Like he just, he just kept joking because it was irritating my friend from New York. Um, and uh, we got out of this bar at like 1 a.m. and there was a Papa John's across the street that was closing. And one of my friends walked in and convinced them to just give us a pizza. <laughs> so we got a pizza. We're, we're walking around with the pizza. And the, my one friend is like, I got my New York slice. And the guy from New York is like, if you say New York slice one more time, I'm going to punt that pizza box, which is exactly what happened. But the New Yorker <laughs> guy punted the pizza onto his own back. <laughs> and it just like slid down the back of his shirt. Oh, nasty. <laughs> no, right now I'm debating how much trouble I would get in if I went down to Prince Street Pizza and got myself pizza and not with my wife who's also in town for this trip that might have to wait till tomorrow night so yeah prince street pizza good as hell pizza delicious right um were you the one that was telling me that a chopped cheese is really just a cheeseburger on a philly roll yeah it is they're delicious too though so that might be the what i'm really looking for is there's a halal guys food truck around here somewhere i don't know i think that guy was an fcc fan i just got a gap i got dapped up by that guy (laughs) That was pretty cool. Nice. <laughs> Tell him to join the Discord. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, promo code the post Cincy. <laughs> <laughs> Spread, spreading the good word out there. <laughs> I I actually I uh I watched uh, Maddie Madison make a chopped cheese on YouTube on Friday and immediately went out to Kroger and bought all the ingredients and made homemade chopped cheeses. And I assume I'm not doing it nearly as well as a bodega does, but it was incredible. It was one of the best sandwiches I ever had. So I, I will co-sign that. Um, Jonah, do we see messy jerseys outside of TQL stadium for sale? Well, uh, technically we already did with the gold cup, right? Isn't that, mm-hmm. didn't she post the picture? Oh, so, yeah, so. Right, yeah. <laughs> <Sure did. laughs> uh, but a thousand percent. And I was in uh, the Kroger up by Northgate mall with my kids. So I had soccer jerseys on, not messy jerseys. And I had an FCC hat and like this uh, cashier guys walks like 
walks up to me is like, I mean, can you believe what they're doing for Messi? And like, I didn't even know. What, <laughs> I was like, I didn't even know what he meant exactly. But I was like, ah, yeah. It was like, it was like, I mean, are they breaking rules for him to come? I was like, I don't know. And now his, his friends are coming too. He's like, what? They're gonna bring all his friends too. Like, just like the guy was like, it's a charming story, but the guys were really obnoxious. And he was like talking to like everyone, and like I'm like by the the uh automatic doors and he's still like yeah but that mess and I'm like who's he talking to now <laughs> like, <laughs> i can't still be me so like it sounds like one of those fake stories but everyone's talking about messy but you know he clearly is a casual fan and it's resonated enough that uh yeah it will be it will it's, be a thing jerseys are so, faux show so funny or not funny i had this thought today that what they should do is that every mls team should be required to sell a messy jersey in their home jersey. So if you go to Peekville <laughs> Stadium, you can buy an FCC messy jersey just because technically he belongs to the entire league due to the way that the profit sharing is going with him. I would absolutely hate that, but that does feel like something MLS would do. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if the league forced every team to sell inner Miami messy jerseys in their pro shops. That's not something that we've done in the past. I know some sports and some teams do that. Like uh, somebody posted a photo of like the Chicago Cubs always sell like the top jersey of the opposing team in their pro shop, I guess, just to get tourists or whatever. So, yeah, I feel I feel that coming. It feels right. We got to make money off this somehow. We need, I don't know what the merch item is, but this, it's just, this is the, yes. this is our chance. Let's, let's make uh, it through Oak Fest and then we'll, we'll see. <laughs> oh Fest sales are already final. I know I took, I got all my, all the shirts laid out. I'm ready to start packing some orders, but I thought, you know, Jordan, I'll be you'll be pleased to know that at Red Bull Arena tonight, many people were saying they regret they couldn't be in Cincinnati this weekend for Oak Fest and not one, but two people commented about the only thing keeping them away is the high price of airfare. So if you want to find someone to really blame here, you blame Joe Biden's America for causing the inflation that is making it so that the hardworking people around this country can't fly into Oak Fest. But the buzz is out there. I'm reporting that directly from uh, the front lines here. I hope Incredible. to see everyone there. What can I say? Jonah, can you give us a preview of Oak Fest? <laughs> I can't. I don't know if it'll be any better than the last episode. Oh, what can I say? I think what we're we're going we're aiming for three. Let's say three. I'll be there by three for sure. Okay. You know, if you're picking up a shirt, they'll be there. We'll have some leftover ope merchandise from years past. Maybe if you never got a hand on an ope scarf. Supplies are extremely limited of the Ope scarf. Mm. Uh, that should be there. A few of the old Ope shirts. Let's see what other shit I got laying around the house. Uh KLR ramen scarves, those will be going for a low, low, low price. Uh, (laughs) Got plenty of those. Those are not as scarce as the Ope scarf. Um, But yeah, there's some great, what can I say, photo opportunities. And you're like, oh, he means Opie? Kind of. Yes and no. So, you know, just be there. Get ready to wait in line because once people see what's going on, you know how it'll be. And hopefully the rain holds off. I saw there's a 50% chance the other day. I haven't checked since then. But uh, anyone who is will be there. Just It's about bonding together, being there with your friends, making new friends. It's Ope Fest. It, yeah. it can only go up from here. If you show up and you don't think it's very fun, remember, only boring people are bored. 
Yes. Fact. And remember, Oak Fest is what you make of it. So if you're not having a good time at Oak Fest, it's your fault. Look in the mirror. Yeah, fix it. It's on you to now make Oak Fest better. And that's how we build a better Oak Fest. Is everybody scattered, comes bored. Scattered thunderstorms. Remember, we're stronger together. <laughs> it truly is a Midwestern pride event, but not that pride, but like yeah. it's I mean, give me that pride to too. Uh, sure. Hey, you know what? Why not? <laughs> you know, next year we really should do pride oak shirts. Like I feel like that really if you're gonna wear something to pride oak in the rainbow colors, like what better way to express that I'm here, I'm in the Midwest, get used to it. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm trying to sneak by you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a way to get there's a way to make that happen. Messy well, pride shirts. That's what we're selling for uh, <laughs> we're just trying to grab everyone and anyone. I know nothing about Messi, but I assume he wouldn't like that. It says Yas Queen on the back. You know the problem is is that the best sellers in life are always like the lowest hanging fruit. So honestly, if we just wrote just like if we had a shirt that just said messy or no messy in the Bailey, we'd sell an ass load of them and feel really bad that there was no creativity involved. <laughs> Let's That's do it. <laughs> you just do. talked me into it. I don't know. Yeah, me too. <laughs> no messy in the Bailey. That, that works for me. I'll, I'll get the uh, screen. Actually, do we have any shirt connections? Anyone know? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know anybody. Chief, is that that looks vaguely Times Squarey, but it doesn't. I'm only getting glimpses of it here. I no. see Macy's. No, I'm looking for the Halal Guys food truck. It's around here somewhere, or it might not be here. Either way. Um, we're having a good time. Good deal. Uh, well, not to bring this chaos episode towards its final conclusion, not ending it, but we have a Nashville match coming up this Saturday. Oh, I didn't Saturday. miss the preview? Oh, this is awesome. You did not. I love our, I love our previews. You know, many people are saying we do the best previews. <laughs> I've heard that at least... Maybe one time. <laughs> Did you guys already talk Vasquez in TQL? Oh, I mean, that, I'm oh, assuming. Oh, so, yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. All right. I mean, okay. I, I don't think him I and Vasquez could I, potentially I do have something to reveal to the group, if you Please. are ready for this. I think. So, I have created a Tom Bogert burner account, <laughs> like a fake account. Okay. Like, copied his profile, his picture, and everything like that. And at some point in the next, like, 48 hours, I am going to tweet out that Haney Bakhtar the terms have been agreed to. <laughs> and it's really close. It's not like Tom Bogart. It's like Tom Bogirl. But like the L kind of looks like a T at the end. So I think it's passable. Um, you should make the T so like a, a Christian little... cross. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, that'd be good. That'd be good. No, it's um, that's going to happen sometime in the next like 24 to 36 hours after this episode drops, there will be a tweet that goes out that the transfer of Hanny Mukhtar to some, you know, fucking Gudentag Gazuntite in the Bundesliga has been completed. And so I hope that goes viral. It'd be a shame. It'd be a shame if that caused some national fans to panic and it just ruined their afternoon. Think about, think about using Ur, there's a team called like Urza Berga Owl. <laughs> That's from Team America. There was a um, there was a while where I was really bored, and uh, I did a series of tweets where it was 
people don't like Brandon Vasquez, but they'd like him more if he was transferred to. And then I just like use Google Translates to, you know, use venereal diseases in German. So like FC anal warts, but like anal wars in. And like a lot of people like those. And it was very funny to me because <laughs> nobody knows anyone. Nobody knows any of these Bundesliga teams. Like everyone knows Bayern and Borussia Dortmund. But then like I, you're lying if you knew who Lord Bakken, Schwagen, whatever this team is, it's after Vasquez. Nobody knows who these people are. Nobody. Um, so it was really cool seeing Brandon score on Sunday. Yes. I really do expect Brandon and Miazga to be available on Saturday. Um, I've already seen Laurel's tweet managing expectations that it's a long uh-huh. flight from San Diego, but I want to <laughs> remind everybody that the whole team played away in Colorado on a Saturday and then played away at New York on a Wednesday. Okay, that's a pretty long flight, and then they had to do like another one right off the bat. Right. Right. So you can get from San Diego to Cincinnati and just rest and recuperate in Cincinnati. And isn't Vasquez from San Diego? Surely he's made this trip before. Surely. I'm not worried about them needing to spend an extra hour in the air versus like Denny. Denny, well, first of all, Locadia flew from Amsterdam to New York, played the next day, walked onto the field, right? Uh, Denny Bowanga flew from like fucking Turkey to LA earlier this year, got in like an hour before the game, and appeared as a sub. Just say it is possible to fly and then play a couple of days later. Like that is a possibility here. And um, Vasquez, he's he's going to want more after he had the tastes from yeah. the gold mm-hmm. the gold cup. I mean, he's he's living a high off that and um, not missing a penalty tonight. So he's feeling it. He's feeling great, and he wants a little bit more. I was going to say to Chief real quick, I should make a fake Paul Tenorio to quote retweet. Um, Tom Boker, you know, get the ball rolling. And I had a. If somebody else wants to do Kevin, if you want to do a fake Jeff Reuter, you know, we can get the entire news yeah. team assemble in on this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeff Reuter will be in the comments. Wow, this is a huge development. <laughs> I had a b- RIP before I say anything. Um, I I got locked out. One of my great regrets. I had a fake great Grant Wall, but I had another fake Grant Wall, and the the name was Grant Wall, and the L was a capital I. It it slid it would slide past anyone and <laughs> and I got locked out of that one and it was one of my life's regrets but I had a, a few weeks where I was flying high on fake Grant Wall and DMing with that dude and like I I could have kept cultivated that for so much more but like I couldn't I couldn't resist and I just pushed it I pushed it too far and he he found me out also Messi is not trademarked in the U S by the way so we're good on that oh let's let's Noted. let's go ahead and have Cincy shirts register that one. <laughs> just the word Messi like fuck how do we blow this <laughs> Miami Messi is taken Golden Messi is taken Messi skin what, what about Goat Messi no what no what about Messi like, is dead what about like MLS but like you have like the L have like written in lines to make it an E and then you handwrite SI at the end, so it's the MLS logo, but also <laughs> messy. 
Is that trademark? I don't want to. I don't want to meet the person who would like wear that shirt. Unironically, <laughs> that's like my worst enemy. Because <laughs> he is this league, baby. I'm like, okay. Uh, you need that no, belt for you, USL. <laughs> you make this shirt and then you sell your sales list to MLS marketing as like these people will buy anything. <laughs> these these are the suckers. <laughs> I am I guess I am surprised that we haven't seen some animation of the MLS logo turning into Messi. Yes. Uh Miami did a clever thing, right? They had like a M thing with the spray paint. They're trying to they're trying to do the old logo flex there. Instead yeah, of Guy Fieri jerking it. <laughs> That's all I can see. That but Nashville, this. right? Yeah. Non, What's happening non-rivalry with Nashville? Nashville. Is Messi so, Jacks taken? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I'm going to say probably not. <laughs> that would be a top seller. Like, I'd let Messi jack me off. He's a legend. Uh, yeah, you've, <laughs> you've seen that like Elon Musk reply guy, right? <laughs> Where somebody, somebody was like, check this shit out. Oh, damn it. They had like the score posted on this Jumbotron right here. Oh, uh, some live reactions. Never mind. Sorry. So, sorry. so somebody sorry. was like, somebody was like, oh, you'd, you'd like jack off Messi or not Messi, Elon, if he asked you to. And the guy was like, he was like, well, in fact, if it had been a long time for him and he was really pent up oh, and he just needed someone to give him that release, I would do it. Like it was just—it's like one of the craziest, craziest like schizo tweets I've ever, I've ever seen. Oh my god! So Nashville, huh? Uh, Joe, no give me a Moore. prediction. No, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. You see that Shaq Moore red card? No Shaq Moore. Sweet. No Daniel Lovitz. Both got red cards. Ooh, no Anibal Godoy, because he'll be playing okay. in the Gold Cup final this weekend. Thank God. And no uh, Hanny Mukhtar, because he's going to... Uh, Urza Burga Al. <laughs> Urza Burga. Uh, R.I.P. We're going to miss him. God, would it, wouldn't that be something else if they're like, this this is happening and he's going to sit out this game. He'll play one Hany more game Mukhtar at home. Hanny Mukhtar is sitting out to force a transfer. To Qatar. Not please. <laughs> yeah. To the gorgeous... Qatar. Yeah. I have it in my uh, head for some reason that he was linked to a move to get, or he like turned down Qatar to go to Nashville. Ooh. For some reason, I have like a recollection of that, but maybe I'm wrong. This does he have any? Is there, is there something about Qatar and him that I'm missing? No, it, the uh, the original offer, or the offer that was floated that was talked about was a Qatari team I was looking to buy him. His father is Sudanese. Sudan, why can't Sudanese? That's how you say it. I almost yes. wanted to say it like Brenner plays there. Sudanese. Um, <laughs> you can say it however you want. <laughs> it's Sudanese. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> from Sudanan. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I haven't really thought about this game at all. There's been so much fucking shit going on. So many yeah. the midweek games, Gold Cup, all this nonsense. And now here we are with like Just a boom, game that would make here. you nervous normally. So it's kind of nice. It's been a distraction, but uh, I don't see us losing. Okay. If we get a boost, a boot boost, or any of the guys back, I think that's going to be enough. Um so I'd probably say 2-1 if you put a gun to my head. And I will not. <laughs> I appreciate uh, that. <laughs> Chief, 
throw a prediction out there for the old Nashville match. How can you predict us to lose right now after tonight? Uh, 3-0. Capenza, <laughs> Vasquez, and Lucho. The three-headed monster dominates <laughs> National SC. That'd be nice. Oh, my God. Uh, Grayson. I'll do 2-0. Two 2-0. Nil. Two nil. Yeah, Bupenza hits the crossbar. Oh. <laughs> God, it. he sucks. Does he do a celebratory backflip, but in support of his teammates? No, he does a handspring when he when he hits the crossbar. It's not a full It's flip. a so different B- gymnastics. Bupenza, <laughs> at, when it's 0-0, zero, zero, hits the crossbar. Then okay. Lucho scores, does a backflip in solidarity, and then Brandon Brandon scores and does like a cartwheel because he can't do a backflip. Okay. I'll take it. I'll take it. Is that I don't on know Fandle? what it was about the way you phrased that just now, Grayson, but when you said Bupenzo when it's 0-0, zero, zero, I very much got like a uh, Darmok and Jalad at Tanagra. Bupenzo when it's 0-0. Zero, zero. That's an incredibly nerdy reference. If anyone gets that, <laughs> congratulations. If anyone gets that, just keep it to yourself. <laughs> I just, you know, which channel to go to. Um, I will say one to nothing because why not? And all the other good scores were taken. <laughs> damn it. <laughs> Possible um, thunderstorms. Hopefully, nothing is delayed. The real question. The real question is. When are you guys journeying, uh, joining me on one of these journeys out of town for an away days? Because this was a blast. I had a lot of fun out tonight. Um, uh, probably because they won. But, you know, <laughs> I'm open to the idea. I also would have enjoyed myself if they lost. No, no, we'll talk Chief. about it. Columbus makes sense. but Columbus, Atlanta, Philly, Montreal, Toronto, Miami. Miami's probably not happening because that's the cost of the airfare. Probably it's gonna be pretty expensive. <laughs> if you could talk to uh, someone, could talk to Jeff Birding, see if he could get us a get us a hook up. So I'm willing. I'm willing to tickets. fork the rest. Yeah, that'd be. Uh, yeah, word on the word on the street is that away tickets from Miami matches are now going for 180, and that's like the price that the club sells to away fans. Oof. So Philadelphia, September 16th. Is something maybe we should talk about. Ooh. Can we fly directly to Chester? I'll be in Disney World (laughs) then. Ah, crap. But (laughs) don't don't make me the spoil sport here. Toronto, Um, September 30th. We'll see. I'm being attacked by my cat right now. Uh, Chief, my father was actually at the game tonight as well. He was in town... Uh, for work, and he Googled how far away the Red Bull Arena was from his hotel that he was staying in. It was one mile away, (laughs) so he just walked over and uh, bought a ticket on a whim. Uh, So there you go. I was, uh, my my father was there, who's my proxy in all things, so there you go. They had had tickets left? Yeah. (laughs) This will shock you. Plenty of good seats available. (laughs) (laughs) Kalen Carr's like, they're trying to get that energy back in the stadium. And they like, it was a shot for like 30 seconds of the supporters section. It's like four guys. It's like, is this it? Is this what you're talking about? Like getting the energy back. And, you know, you hate to, I don't, but you hate to make fun of like a team's attendance. But where are they? Carr kept saying like, oh, and this is a tough place to play. (laughs) 
Like, did he play for isn't. Red Bulls? I know he played for Chicago and no, LA. It's, it's, it's a tough place to play because it's really fucking hard to get to. Like, <laughs> it's nowhere near New York City. Right. I, I'm just thinking of like all the away days. You'd take like not much of an away crowd, nice facilities, good quality field. Like that's that's a dream away day. What, what are you talking about? So I got my son's. Uh, Burger King toy. It's Porky Pig. You know, he's wearing a Robin costume. So when you take it off, but he doesn't have pants anymore. <laughs> oh, boy. It feels very flashery. It's very <laughs> strange. Like, I know he normally doesn't wear your pants, but when he's Robin, he's got the he underpants. Wears pants when he's Robin. And then when he, he's just a flasher. Sorry, I thought that, that struck me as odd. Man, that feels F-C-C- like something that you could build F-C- a, you could build a QAnon theory oh, around. Yeah. It's very groomer. Yeah. <laughs> Jim Caviezel, what a fucking lunatic that guy is. Uh, um, is 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 Alvaro gonna go to AC Monza, Silvio Berlusconi's no. club? Oh jeez, no. All right, you got to hold out for something better. He's too good. So I'll say this: Monza finished last season one spot above Udinese in the table, <laughs> which I think That's is pretty funny. funny. <laughs> well then he can go that's fine he has our blessing <laughs> uh chief final thoughts about columbus oh, wait, 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 wait you can't just end the pod <laughs> I, I think he just did. Done. Done. From, no he ended it <laughs> live from new york but columbus <laughs> All of the music in this podcast was done by Jim Trace and the Makers, an amazing local Cincinnati band. You can find more information about them in the description of this episode. Also, be sure to check out The Post Cincy at thepostcincy.com. That's where we're posting our written content. You'll find a wide range of content there posted regularly. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a rating or review on your favorite podcast app, or better yet, share this episode with a friend, a family member, a fellow FC Cincinnati fan, somebody you think might enjoy this content, please send it on over uh, to them. We would really, really appreciate that. And if you haven't done so already, we do have a Discord server. Feel free to drop in and join the conversation happening there. Again, links to that can be found on the website or in the description of this episode. Thank you so much for listening.